0: Hello! Uh, Welcome to a special bonus episode of Lion City Rock. Uh, My name is Chris and I'm here with Kevin. Say hello Kevin. Hello Kevin! Yay! (laughs) Uh, Yeah well this is a bonus episode. When you hear this it'll be on the 28th of October. Why are we doing this special episode? Because 28th of October is the birthday of Chris Ho or X Ho depending on how you want to Call him the, the punk monk, hunk the punk monk, hunk himself, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but of course, sadly, uh, on the 27th of September, mm. uh, Chris sadly passed away, and yeah. joined the great gig in the sky, yep. And uh, yeah, so we thought we'd, we'd do a special episode as a kind of a re- remembrance or a, or a memorial. Uh, <laughs> memorial is so, yeah, so heavy. no, no, it's it's just uh, basically our. Our, I, what's what's the word? Personal,
1: for it? personal reflections. Yeah,
0: personal on, reflection on what
1: Chris meant to meant to us. Yeah,
0: yeah, a small little tribute to to a guy, whom I'd, I mean, for me was a, a musical hero yeah. as well as a as a as a, as a champion of, of the arts and and the scene, yes. basically, yeah. yeah. Um, let's let's talk let's let's get in with like when we. When did you first know of, of yeah. Chris? I mean,
1: first time. The first time I remember uh, seeing Chris was uh, on TV. Actually, we um, was on the variety show called the Rado Show. I mean, those were very wow. common. Yeah, very common <laughs> back in the day, late 70s, I think. Yeah. Really early 80s yeah. or what? Yeah. yeah. So he was like, in those days we call them compares. I don't think we really use that term anymore. Compares or what we say now presenters or whatever. Or MCs. But he was or one, something. Uh, MCs or but in those days that's what they were called compares, you know? Yep. Yeah. Right, very, very, very uh, genteel kind of word. Uh, so I think you had Chris Ho, uh, maybe Larry Lai. I don't know whether there was Susan Lim as well.
0: Susan Lim, yeah. Oh, she... Could
1: be. Yeah. Could be. So could basically be. It's, it's like one of those variety shows where he was like one of the hosts and they have music. Uh, and they'll have skits, I guess. I really can't remember that much about it. I do remember uh, like <laughs> seeing like maybe a couple of local bands. Mm. Maybe, I don't know whether that's the one where I recall seeing Transformer. Maybe wow. that was radio okay. with uh, Damien. Yeah. And, Chris. yeah. and and maybe also Joe Chandran and The Experiment. I think I right, remember right. them on TV. I'm not really sure what show it was. But I definitely remember them appearing on, on, on TV. Yeah, So do you remember that radio show?
0: Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, shows like that, like the radio show, they had the POSB show and things like that. It compares, like you said, yeah. like Larry Lai and all that, uh, doing hosting these shows. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my first encounter with Chris was actually sometime in the mid-80s. Uh, the first time I really, like, it really got into my consciousness was uh, the Class X album series mm. and that's when I first heard this band called Zircon Lounge and mm. this guy called Chris Ho. Yeah. Um I think I think it was the first first class X which had uh I think those Thai songs if I'm not wrong. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then the second class act which had like Cold and Buri Ram. Bury Ram, yeah. Um which was I mean that's that's my favorite yep. Zircon Lounge track yep. ever. See. Even I preferred it to to like guide deep Hands or something. Uh,
1: try to but, try, it, try to try
0: it, it's not bad too, but yeah, Colin Buream, that's my number one. <laughs> that's my number one track from. Yeah, there. it's a
1: great song. It's a great song.
0: Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, that was the first time I I, I heard of this band, and I, I went out to go and get the Zircon Lounge album, which I found this one. I remember, I remember getting it at this shop in Topayo, small little, like you know, they have this in Topayo Central. They have these like bunch of shop houses, and they sell be, be selling like food. There's like a, a medical hall. There's a clothing store. You know, those clothing boutiques—they used to call them—where where you can go and get fitted out and kitted out for, for clothes and stuff like that. And and in between a coffee shop and a bun shop is this. Uh, was this a, a a record? A very small record store, and they sold vinyl. And I went to get that, and I found it in the. I found it by chance. I was actually going there to look for Beatles vinyls, mm. and I found it in the corner, and it was it was three bucks the Regal Vigor album by Circon yeah, yeah. yeah, this would be like sometime in the late 80s already so yeah, yeah. And, I, and I said well okay that's the band I've heard on on the Class X album yeah. so yeah. I went to get that album instead and that was when I was also exposed to all his other styles of music because if you listen to the Class X album that is actually frankly not a definitive Zircon Lounge sound uh, to me you know if, if you really want to know what they, they sound like the Regal Vigor album is the one that, that covers a whole range of, uh, of musical styles and stuff. Mm. And the, the album struck out uh, stuck out to me because uh, because of <laughs> A, he covered Lou Reed on that one, I think, Sweet Jane. Um, a slow, uh, very ethereal kind of ambient version to me. Um, but there was also he read poetry on it. Jean Genet, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I can't remember okay. now, but but there was poetry reading, there was music, uh, and they had the original songs. Uh, one of them, which I still recall today, the strangers, Stra- uh, strangers, which a very interesting, very interesting song. Shiver, shiver was the other one that was on the album that I remember. That I remember. Um, yeah, so so that was my first like full on introduction to Chris Ho and the music of Chris Ho. I never got to meet the guy until a few years later mm, 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 when he, he interviewed me and my band on Ready Fusion mm, for mm. for a, a slot. I think we had just, I don't even think we were even, we even had any music out. I think he had seen us in in this uh, new school rock competition. Mm, mm. He was one of the judges. He was one of the judges there and we were, and uh, and he, he liked our stuff. Yay. So Was, <laughs> so it, when what, he, was it called Left of the Down, that, that I, I can't remember, program? Frank. I think okay, it was. was it, it was program? from Radio Fusion, so yeah, yeah. it could be it. Yeah.
1: Weird scenes in the gold mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, one of those. What one are those, of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so yeah. he called. Yeah, he called us in to uh, do it. Uh, as yeah. I think the news point was we had just won the New school mm. rock competition, so mm. we came in to talk. We, we didn't have any music of our own to play apart mm. from apart from one track on the the gang the gang bang compilation. <laughs> so oh, still don't okay. know why it's called gang bang. Volume one it was called I didn't see any other volumes coming after that though. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So so he yeah. played that and, and we talked and it was very nice, very nice, uh encouraging guy. Yes. Um, you know, and, yeah. and so willing to and he, he also introduced me to quite a few different types of music. Mm. Even even country, mm. which which he, he kind of loves as well. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Nancy, Nancy Griffith you
0: know, Oh yeah, America, yeah, yeah. He's uh
1: Reba yeah. McIntyre. Uh yeah, yeah, he's okay, so uh going going back to let's say the mid eighties. So mid eighties mm. I I'll be very honest, la, I was not really into local music in the mid eighties. Oh.
0: Okay. So
1: yeah. So like I was aware of like all these bands but I was not buying any of it, la. Right, right. I was not buying local music then, Right. Oh, I didn't great. really appreciate it at the at the time. All mm. right. Mm. So I was like more into which is quite common lah. It's more like UK and American music, right,
0: and right, things
1: like that. So, and of course, back in those days, right, you actually had to fork out money to buy LPs. So, you, had, you know what I mean? Yeah so, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, if you have a budget, if you're on a budget and you're comparing, okay, new, oh. ultra, new ultra Vox plus eggs, you guess which one I'm going to get, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's just, you know, that's why it was back then. La. Yeah, so, that mean, that's a, true. That's the reality, la. Yeah. But, I have to say, I was aware, and of course, aware of Digley, Chris Ho, Lounge, Class X, mm. all the various bands, and so forth. Uh, and of course, you know, because like we mentioned TV, so because that was like my main exposure to whatever yeah. local music was I think
0: there. for me as well. For me yeah, because well. I didn't really go
1: to local
0: shows back then. It was that and radio. Radio, mean, yeah. Even radio, so wasn't radio that. Radio, not really playing. Not that la. many. It was only in the... Yeah, I only knew local music through the yeah. vintage radio program, yeah. the kind that Brian Richmond would host mm. or, or Roger Cool would sometimes yeah. play. Yeah,
1: but I do remember like seeing Zircon Lounge on on TV mm. uh, either performing so called live or music videos. I can't remember what song it was, but it was very like quite distinctive. Remember watching it, I was like, wow. I was thinking, oh, this is quite. Authentic, in the I <laughs> thinking this is quite authentic, kind of uh, new wave, la, you know. Yeah, time, that's yeah. how you kind of listen to that old rock, new wave, that kind oh, of yeah, style, yeah. Which, which I thought, uh, but I think more significantly, uh, Chris Ho uh, also was instrumental together with you know the big old guys uh, when they were at Singapore Monitor la, to kind of you know change my mindset about local music, right? Because Basically, the idea of local music, I mean, apart from the con lounge, is all kind of mainstream and you can't be bothered lah. Right? It was yeah. not indie alternative and in those days what?
0: No, no. It was, very much, it was very much your your either big hair rock.
1: Yeah. Your or... speedways. And <laughs> yeah, your, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. You
1: yeah. know, not not putting them down or anything. Right? But no, the, no. The, but... the music's not my taste at all lah. Yeah. You know, like Tokyo Square or Gingerbread and all these guys. I mean... I mean, Mm -hmm. okay They're good at what they do, but it's like eh, not interest. The only, like I said, the only band that was remotely interesting was the Lounge, Mm -hmm. right? Because they were playing music that was like, hey, this is the kind of music that I I kind of like. Yeah. Right. So, so when Chris, I do remember his Straits Times, uh, pop life column.
0: Yep. All right,
1: and that's where I first read things like, I do remember the first time he featured opposition party. I think there was oh, like eighty six okay. or eighty seven and I I, yeah. I was like I was like, What is this? It's like Pang head in Singapore. I was <laughs> uh, like really <laughs> laughing to myself. Especially when when one of the one of the guys there who's called Vernon Vomit. I Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I taught I taught in Sunday school.
0: What? Really? Yeah, wow. I taught in Sunday school, yeah. So okay. I, so,
1: okay. so so to an extent of my back mind, my Alama. Are you sure or not? <laughs> you know that kind of thing. But yes. what I'm trying to say is that because Chris basically, you know, I think I would have to say single-handedly, right, at that point mm. in time, right, was bringing the, the the awareness of this indie alternative music to mm. us in the so-called mainstream Singapore life. Mm. Nobody else mm. was doing it. I think later on, you the Singapore Monitor guys. Yeah, but Chris yeah. was basically like the you know the flag weaver. He was the only one doing it.
0: Yeah, I remember reading about about local bands and stuff like that, and reading Chris Ho's column at that mm. time was a, it was a, a big uh, eye opener because yes. I didn't know about bands like like what you mentioned, Op or or Odd Fellows, which were featured yes. in that. That was the first time I also yep. heard of the Odd Fellows in in a way,
1: yeah.
0: um, going like, "Wow, okay, who are these guys? I've never yeah. heard them." And the thing is, the problem was you couldn't get any of that kind of music because they weren't recording material, or they did record demos and stuff, but Frankly, the quality of the demos were quite bad for for to air. La. Nobody yeah, yeah, would, nobody yeah, in yeah, the right yeah, mind would yeah, air yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. I I mean now maybe as an archival thing or heritage thing, but not yes. at that point in time for yeah. broadcast. So I right. never heard any of them. So you had to go to the shows and stuff. And I was a bit too young to hmm. fully appreciate or or even I think be allowed to, <laughs> yeah. to go out for all these uh, uh gigs at the time. And yeah. and reading, I mean what reading about that also. Or maybe at the time I didn't realize it, but but probably looking back, it was probably one of those things that, where he was saying that like, you know you can go and do it, do it as well. And I yeah. was very interested in setting up a band. And as as we all like to say, you know, we see these people, we see like the fellows and we go like, well, they can do it.
1: Mm.
0: You know, he came from the same school as I did, so why mm. can't I? You know, I yeah. can I can yeah. do that. Well, so, you know, these are these are so called my peers, mm. and my peers are doing it. Why can't I? Why am I not yeah. doing it? You know, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean you can't. You know, there's no way anyone can overestimate uh, what Chris Ho was doing at that time. Do you, mm. you got to remember that, mm. I mean, 80s basically, Singapore was a cultural desert. Um, yeah. Late 80s also, it was still quite bad. And in that, at, that, at that time, I mean, nobody talked about local music. Local music was like, nobody talked about it. it didn't exist.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So
1: here was this guy writing it writing about local music in, in the newspaper, yeah. right? So then you're like, what? What's going on kind of thing? So like I say, you you can't, the impact, right? Without that, I don't know, right? We would never actually move on to where mm-hmm. we did in the 90s. So, so very important because he kind of sh- uh, shine a spotlight on it, even though, right, there's really nothing much there, <laughs> right? But he picked yeah. he it up, he made it happened he made it seem important you know yeah
0: yeah yeah and he he was a
1: great writer right he Mm. wrote very well very talented guy you know in whatever he did right yeah so i mean you know that that is something that he has really has to be saluted for because like nobody else is doing it i mean literally and that's where also his pop life columns is where i first realized there's such thing as big old
0: Right, right. Because I read about right.
1: it in his column. Then I'm like,
0: what, right, okay. what is
1: this big old thing? Then I go to the newsstand. That like, oh, okay. Then I bought. And then where it started, la. Yeah,
0: yeah, So okay. it's all it's all him. Yeah,
1: it's all That's, started with him.
0: Yeah, you're right. His, his influence can't can't be underestimated yeah. at all. Um, no way. and and the fact that I mean, like you know, we've been doing this pod for or recording, you know, our guests yep. for this pod for a while, and so. Quite a few of them have also said that he was the one that actually gave them a shot, yeah. Playing, yeah. he was the first one to play yeah. their music. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else was playing music, uh, local bands or indie local bands much at that time. It wasn't <laughs> until I would say the nearly the mid 90s, 93, yes. 94, when, when yeah. Pony Canyon and all that came on, right and I think on. it was yeah. po- mostly because of Pony Canyon because they were the ones that came in and they were like getting bands left, right, and center, la. And then, yeah. and then I think at that point in time the, the media had no choice but to go like yeah, yeah. You know, had to pay attention. But before that, you know, like like I said, you'd be hard pressed to hear any any kind of music out in the mainstream media. Yeah. If, and and he was a DJ on fusion <laughs> Ready Fusion. Ready Fusion yep. yeah, for those who don't know is a yeah. wired service. It's yeah, a cable, ra- it's cable, cable radio it's yeah, cable radio. Yeah. So you needed to yeah. get like a subscription you need to buy it. It's similar to what you, you buy your cable or, or Spotify yeah. or whatever these days, you know, or your Netflix. You needed you needed to buy a subscription with them. Those who yeah. didn't have subscriptions did not get hooked up with ReadyFusion. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't because we are in HDB flats, so it's very difficult to get hooked up to uh, Ready ReadyFusion in that, in in that way as well. So a lot of yeah. us tuned in to radio and radio wasn't playing much. So on Radio Fusion, he was playing all these things. And he played, I mean, like after, after my, like for me also, like after my band finished recording our album and he was one of the first DJs to, Yeah. To, he called up and said, hey, can you want to, let's do your stuff. Let's come on the yeah. show and do it. And I remember yeah, sitting yeah. in, in that little small studio.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Out in, I don't know, Upper Bukit Tima or whatever. I can't remember yeah. where it was, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, and, uh, and we were just yeah. playing tracks, and he was very, he was very good, and 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 because he always he'd always been very supportive of bands and stuff, and he'd be introducing, you know, new music to, or not new music, but introducing music to bands. And some of them mm. like you know, like I never, like I said, he introduced like certain country stuff, and I've never heard of that those before, like you know, even like his singer songwriter like Ricky Lee Jones, uh, yeah, and all. I mean, I've heard of. I wasn't actu- actually listened to it. Yeah, Ricky Lee, Joni, I love Joni as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be interested no, I mean, in these yeah. things
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Ready Fusion one, that's where I first met him. Hmm. So after I kind of sent in... So like after I I, I was introduced to Big O, hmm. I sent in some stuff, which is what we all do, right? We send <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. music <laughs> to them. <laughs> yeah. And they featured me in something, and then I decided to put out some demos, Watchmen, basically.
0: Was it was right. this was this uh my one and only or, uh yeah it was, I think in, was it one of no one my one and only was not in
1: any of the demo cassettes oh okay okay yeah because, right. uh, I don't think they were. <laughs> no, they they were they were they were. So I put out this demo cassette. So then Big O, True Big O, then because hey you know Chris wants to, uh, interview you on Radio Fusion, right okay right okay. so I remember meeting somewhere. I think in Orchard Road because I think back then my office was in Specialist Centre, so I think he, okay. stayed, he used to stay in, in Emerald Hill. Right, it's right. very near. So I think I met him around there. We took a cab to 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 Bukitimala. So the thing I remember about him is that I remember, used to have an impression of him because he's like all, all of a he I see, like look very fierce and. <laughs> Right then, when you meet him, right, <laughs> then we meet his, like this, this sweetheart, right?
0: Oh my He's god, like, yeah, kind yeah. and
1: gentle guy. We yep. talk, we soft. Then you like, Allah, how long to yeah, yeah. fall in love with this guy? He's yeah. so sweet. He's such a nice thing. <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, so cool. so gentle, so cool. yeah. so, gentle right? yeah, so was the he was word. Yeah, such a yeah. nice guy. And then we were sitting in the car. We just talk, We were just talking about Velvets and Louis, Right, right, and, okay. As you okay. might okay. expect, <laughs> Right, so let remember. So I can tell you that watching the the developer underground documentary recently, mm-hmm. really, all I was thinking about was Chris, right? right? Because right. and also he was so associated with, for us la, so associated mm. with Lou Reed and VU yeah, as true. well, right? We always associate with him, with, yeah. with, 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 because he kind of introduced to a certain extent Singapore to Lou Reed, to <laughs> that kind of VU, to yeah, that true. kind of music which is not mainstream at all
0: yeah that's true that's true yeah yeah Yeah. so
1: so i i I remember like it was so so i mean the first kind of interview i ever did right Mm. and 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 this guy is like wow you know asking me all these questions and i mean you must understand by then uh 91 92 almost 30 already right Mm, so in, in my mind i'm like you know thinking about not really thinking about what being able to do music and suddenly it's like wow you know it's like, wow, I can do this. I can actually really do my music still.
0: Right. Right. Even yeah. though I'm
1: kind of uh, going into 30 already. So, and then listening to someone who's actually uh, knows what he's talking about and asking you these really yeah. interesting questions. it really makes me feel really good. It's like, wow, there's really somebody who who cares and knows yeah. what he's talking about, you know? So, that was like, cause that doesn't exist in Singapore at the time. And it's only this guy, right? It was,
0: so, yeah. Wow. It was funny because I, re- I remember calling in uh, uh, calling in to he, he had these like request programs or he had like some you know he'd do all these top sets in between his playing the music and he was like you know uh, give us a call blah 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 so I called out the number and uh, you know oh and then he'd be like I think it was a quiz or something and do you have the answer for this and I'm like yeah yeah is it da, 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 da? and then he's like yeah yeah okay so you know you get to choose um, what track I play next and I still remember I still remember the way he did it to day. he went like so um, this next track, I've got I've got this next selection for you. Which one do you want? Do you want Janet Jackson or Metallica? Yeah. And he said it exactly like that. And I'm like, well, when you put it like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's like, <laughs> yeah. I I remember also um, listening to his solo albums, his first, mm. his first ever solo album. Uh, I think that was Night Songs in Day Glow. Mm. That was first, right? Yeah. Uh, I think when so. that yeah, when that came out, I was like, it was very, very different from what I heard. I mean, I, I bought the 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 Red Hot and Skin compilation. It was oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was released, it was a yeah, compilation yeah. of local music, um it, it benefited Action for AIDS, if I'm not yeah. wrong. Yeah. So of course he was a very big advocate for that. Yeah. Um not not for AIDS, but for Action for AIDS, uh, the, yeah. uh, the organization. Um, so he had he had two songs. I think it was two songs in there. Safe Sex is one of them. Deeper mm. was the other. Yeah, those yeah, quite,
1: are quite well known.
0: Yeah. So so he had done those and I'm okay. So that's great. And then his solo album comes out and he, his big hit was Soundburn. And yeah. I, I, I remember thinking, wow, this is actually quite a big change from mm. what he used to do. You know, the sound is very different. It's very poppy for one. Uh, it's not quite uh, what I thought it was going to be, you know. Um, but that again, kind of like showcased his his ability to just his different musical yeah, yeah, yeah. styles, you know, his his appreciation for it, and and I guess appreciation for it, you know, switching yeah. from I think that that kind just, of new way. Just
1: reflects his yeah his taste la.
0: Yeah, without batting a lid, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, okay, here yeah, we go. I, mean, I can do this.
1: Yeah, I always remember he's got such an eclectic taste, which I do as well. So, mm. right, one song I always remember he, uh, love. He was always talked about it. It's a uh, Todd Ragen's, uh, dream, dream that Last forever. Kind, of, you know that, that song, Wow. Uh, yep. Yeah. So he yep. always go on, and on about. It. So again I now mean, whenever I hear that song with of Chris as well. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So he he, he you know he never shy about you know the, all the different kinds of songs that he likes. It doesn't really matter that Right, that's the way it should be, like yeah. It doesn't really matter style. It's not. Yep, style is irrelevant.
0: Really Later on, as well, through through the years, um, you know his 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 solo stuff and all that, um, became very very. Like, you you thought about eclectic, yeah, I would yeah. say any of his albums in the two thousands, that's as eclectic as it gets. Mm. You get stuff like Performat Sacrum, you get stuff like uh. You know, no ordinary country. Mm. I think was the other one, and and my my Peng favorite, Wang. yeah. Pang yeah. Hang was uh, the, the the in the early early half, and then yeah. uh, and his later his later half, he my he had my favorite album title of all, Singapore Singapura Uber Ales. Yeah, brilliant. Singapore Yeah, that was that was yeah.
1: Uh, Did Kennedys.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, right? You see, you get that, and, and I think one of the, what, the, what he always does he never, I mean, which I always liked about his stuff also, he never fails to surprise. On one side, it's like a very like, you know loud, ranty poet poet, uh, one of those slam poetry type things and then on the other side, you get this very, very nice very, very um, very sweet almost jazzy song and he's singing over that and, 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 and I think I'm not sure if people actually realize that look at Chris Ho and you, and you, you see him as this so-called he has this very rebel image you know with yeah. all his tattoos and stuff but on every album that he has I think it was every album if I'm not wrong the one character that is a constant in all his albums is Dick Lee the exact oh, antithesis yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. of what yeah, yeah, his yeah. public image represents. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah.
1: they are like two sides of a coin. Yeah,
0: it's so. I was like, yeah, yeah. and I remember asking him, "How it, did yeah. you do this? How did you?
1: Yeah.
0: Why? Why and how? Yeah. You know?" Yeah, it's and, funny, right? <laughs> and and he told me. He said, "Um, he said also big, s- schoolmates, right?" Yeah. Firstly, they were from they were from school. Same school as you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and, and no and and the thing was. Dick had been called in to produce Sacon Lounge, Zacon The legal yes. Vega album. The the yeah, producer yeah. Or, or the co-producer is Dick Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. and I mean, we don't know how how much this is you know corroborated corroborated yeah. or not lah. But the idea was that because Dick was seen as the very safe guy. Yeah. You know, his music is very yeah. clean. It's very accessible yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, and he had, that's what Yao told me. Also, yeah, yeah, and he had been he had been the he had he had, had a couple of like albums out. So he was kind of like brought in to to kind of keep an eye on things with the Cotton lounge yeah, yeah. to make sure to that it will be a, be a
1: mit- mitigating.
0: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right.
1: No, but that's what, that's what Yao told me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yao, Yao is the guitarist of so come Down. Right, right. So he said, basically, well, why do you think Dick needs on it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Chris, Chris obviously appreciated that because after that, yeah, yeah. Dick has been on, and, Dick is, and, and, and I can't remember, I can't remember what, what song it was on. I think it was on No Ordinary Country. He had this song talking about that. like I think it was called The Ec- Economic Wonder or something like that. And while he goes on, you know he's reading all these things, going out talking about you know the, the, the calamity of being an mm. economic wonder and stuff. Mm. <laughs> In the background, you're Digni. you have Jacinta Habishkenna <laughs> and uh, some of these other singers, um, just doing this backing who this, are ah, very Digley backing vocals. Ha uh, uh, economic wonder <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it's such a you know, which is what I always yeah. loved about how he would just, yeah, yeah he, let's just yeah, do yeah. that, you know, it's, it's very yeah, free yeah. and easy approach yeah. to, to doing that. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this is, this is I so... mean,
1: if you you, you, you want that, you definitely ask for Nick Yeah, You'll get that kind was, of yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's down, made like, it into yeah, a right. trademark sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, no, but it's, it's funny, it's a little bit ironic because, uh, I mean, you are talking about Chris as a so-called Political voice mm. and so-called protest singer, but you know that's that's how he described me.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> yeah. And so in '93, after democracy was released, right, he 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 had dedicated one pop life column to to Watchmen and me mm,
0: mm.
1: And then the whole title, the title was like of oh, protest songs and all those sort of <laughs> things. Yeah. And then he says "So oh, i'm the like the first protest singer in singapore and I, was like, what? <laughs> I was looking at that reading it, i was thinking what the heck is he talking about <laughs> right so that's why he really uh glommed on uh, yeah <laughs> Right. so i mean I, was, I mean it's of course it's highly complimentary.
0: yeah i think right? i yeah i'm pretty he meant it yeah
1: yeah of course, of course. he at meant it in the back of my mind i'm thinking well yeah. It's it's a bit more than that, like. But I did understand what he was yeah yeah trying to say, like, yeah. Right? Because I mean, so it's funny that you know, kind of later on, he's kind of doing all this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think a lot of people also know him as, as as a DJ. I mean, he's on radio, so they know him as a radio DJ. He's also very yeah. good. He was also very good. Uh, club DJ. Yes. Um. You know, he'd be spinning and. And here's the other, and here's the other facet of, of Chris Ho. Um, this is like some years ago. I I brought my kid. He was spinning at Sandong Beach Club in Sentosa. I brought my kids there. But uh, well, we were just there for a family outing kind of thing. And and I happened to, I didn't know that he was actually spinning there. We just happened to be there, and I, oh, that's Chris. I'm gonna pop over and say hello. So so I bring my family over. We're going to say hello, we shake, you know, we start chatting and stuff like that and then talking about music and stuff as usual. And then my after that, my son goes, You know that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. I mean, didn't you see us like, you know, it's like we're talking? Yeah. So he said, I said, why? Why he had that, and he had a funny look I said, What What why do you say that? He's like, because he's the guy that reads my listening comprehension for the exams in school. <laughs> And I'm going like, wow. That's funny. That's (laughs) That's right. That's true. He is the guy who reads the listening comprehension in school. He
1: had a great voice. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Very distinctive.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you remember remember, like one of the last, like last year, I think we went to rehearse at TNT and then um, our boy was saying that Chris had just been in the studio earlier, that same studio we were in and he had been recording all his bits for the listening comprehension for that year. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Guys...
1: Talking about Chris Ho and voiceovers, that's kind of the one of the last things, like that's like six years ago now. But on the last album that I had, I have a song called Under Happy. Mm. Mm. So I just asked Chris basically to do a voiceover at the beginning of the track. Oh, okay. Uh, about how Singaporeans are the most unhappy people. Yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, because like that song, that happy is like okay to me, la I mean, the lyrics were very inspired by, you know, kind of Chris Holt's rents mm-hmm, Right. Because like one of the things that that I always like kind of stole from him or borrowed from him, this idea that he says Singaporeans love to scowl. You know the scowl. Yes. Right? Yes. Right. <laughs> so like I always always remember that. Yeah. That's so true. Right. Yeah. The, the bloody scowl. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you just angry or frown. No, we're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like really not happy. Not happy. You know, it's like, what are you doing here? Not happy. How can you say that? I'm not happy. Yeah. Right? How can you uh cut my cute not happy. Yeah. Why am I waiting so long? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. It's kinda of, it just summarizes what Singaporeans are like basically. <laughs> right. So so it was it was great to to, to really kinda of have him uh, on their track but, yeah. in Singapore, a survey has found that workers are under happy in the workplace Chalking up an average score of 59 out of 100 in a workplace happiness index
0: Speaking in about collaboration and getting in with like, like Kevin and I both play in a band called Called uh, Fast Colors um, And uh, on, in 2012, wow, nearly nearly 10 years ago Yeah um yeah we because we had been we've been doing we've been doing uh we play sing, cover songs but mostly we play a lot of local band cover songs Singapore cover songs yeah. um and one of the songs that we'd been playing uh, at that point in time was uh, cold and Buri rum by zakon lounge and uh, i think we i think i can't remember who who shot the video somebody shot a video of us performing that and I shared it. Oh yeah, that's
1: right. Um Tim, I think. Tim? Tim? I can't remember. Tim or Little, one of the two. Yeah. Tim Tan or Little Ong. either
0: one. Yeah. So I think
1: At, at Baby Beats. At Bay yeah, Beats. it was
0: at Bay Beats, um, for the twenty twelve Bay Beats.
1: Yeah.
0: And um I, I put I shared that on, on Facebook and I tagged him. I said you know, I said something uh, like I think like hope you didn't butcher <laughs> butcher your song uh, too much or something. Uh, and then uh, he 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 messaged me back, he dm me and he said, Wow, that's he said he really liked that version of that song, you know, wow, well, I, I never, I never thought about it in that way, but <laughs> yeah. he liked it. I'm like, okay, I said, I'm sorry, because I just wanted to put, I, I just felt that the song needed to be really harsh <laughs> in a way. Um, and he said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I said, and, and on that off chance, I just asked him, like, you know, hey, we have a gig at the end of the year. Would you like to come in and, 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 and perform that track with us? Mm. Be like a guest slot instead of, so instead of, but, you know, to close the show, so we opened the show just just the band, the fast colors, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I said, you know, why don't you if, if you want to and if you're free, why not? Yeah. So we gave it. Like, once you had the dates and all that, right? I gave it to him yeah. and stuff, yeah. and and straight away he was like, "Yep, sure." I said, like, "Are you sure?" I said, "Don't just don't just say this now mm. and then later I say oh, I'm sorry I can't pull out." I said, "No, no, no. Mm. I, I know when it is. I, it's fine for me. I I can do it, and uh, yeah, and and he agreed." And I remember I flubbed the whole thing because the first rehearsal we had, I wasn't there. Because I had mixed up the timing and the dates.
1: <laughs> what was it? Yeah. yeah I and
0: I remember know. he was like, where are you? <laughs> and I'm like, huh? what? Aren't you supposed to be rehearsing today? I'm like, are we? No, I thought that was next week. He said, no. it's a... And I'm like, oh my God, you're right, Chris. So sorry. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so, so, we, so we, we got the dates wrong. But then later on, you know, we managed to, of course, uh, managed to do that one. I think we only had that one rehearsal with him, right? If I'm not wrong, we were trying there to- There was doing...
1: not much. I think possibly one or two, right? Yeah,
0: because I, I remember we were just discussing what songs we could play, how we how arrangements would go, and we had to do that in like a very very short space of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And on the day of the gig, um, <laughs> we met up and we met up for for uh, a few hours before the show. And, you know, we're just talking through the whole thing. Everybody's getting psyched up for the gig, right? And then he comes and he tells me, oh, what time do we start? And I said, oh, we're going to go on in about, you know, half an hour's time. He said, is that enough time for me to go home? Mm. And I'm like, go home? What do you mean go home? <laughs> he's like, we we're about to start the show and then you want to go yeah. home? I said, yeah, I, yeah. Said, I forgot to, I forgot something. I said, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I forgot to bring, forgot to bring my fan. Now, Chris has a lot of <laughs> idiots. You know, he's a very idiosyncratic guy. He has a lot of different things. And one thing that he likes to have with him whenever he does shows his, his fan. It's like uh his lucky fan. Mm. And he had forgotten to bring it to the gig. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, how long is, how long is that going to take you? Because we only have about, and this is really like half an hour, you know, and by yeah. half an hour's time, I'm the OCD kind of guy who's very careful, and yeah, I'll be yeah, like yeah. psyching myself up like mad. Yeah. And somebody comes up to me and tells me, I can't do this. I have to go home and get something. I was like, okay. I said, well, never mind. We we are we are still going to be playing for like, you know, the first first bit, right? So you have about, you know, 45 minutes if you can go back and come back. Yeah. And this is at Tanjung Paga station. So I think he yep. So he said, okay, 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 okay. I said, just come and signal me when you're here so that we know then we can, you know, i we can push back the thing or whatever. And he was like, yeah, 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 sure, that's fine, that's fine. And uh, yeah, so so <laughs> we went on, and literally, I felt, the first thing that came to my mind, is like, oh my God, this is, this is like, it's going to be a disaster, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, we, yeah, we had hyped up this whole thing. Everybody knew that, you know, yeah. he was going to be on, and <laughs> we had hyped yeah. this up. And uh, luckily, luckily, um, yeah. I turned around, I see him there. And I'm mm. like, okay. And I had told him before we started. I said, don't worry about this. You know, you just come in. You just sing the song. I'll do all the intro and I'll just set up all the band yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, because one of the reasons he was also a bit nervous, he said was because he had never performed live as a band in years. Most of his shows, if you see him perform live, it's just him and one other guy, or you know, just a duo. Uh, someone playing yeah. guitar or something like that, or just him. And he had never done a full-on proper band show. In, in a very long time. Yeah. So he was understandably a bit nervous, I suppose. Yeah, like yeah, and uh, yeah, but so I said don't worry about it. You just come on and just sing, I'll, I'll do all the everything I'll do everything else, you know, set up the songs and stuff like that. And uh, all I got was hi today we have a very special guest. He comes on, he runs on, he takes the mic, and then after that it's just the Chris Hole show featuring yeah. the band. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, yeah, really yeah, funny yeah. I was like wow okay
1: as as, as you would expect well, ultimately <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> once it's on stage she's the actual personal, personal yeah yeah, personal. And, and
0: from there on it was just it was it was cool man. it was like a, a was it it, was, yeah. we don't have a lot of video footage or whatever but in that I think I think there was like a two or three second clip of us but in that you can <laughs> you can see I'm just looking at him just going like okay so that's how you do it you know watch Uh, a a true master at work kind of thing
1: yeah it was it was definitely dream come true moment Mm. right playing I mean we always enjoyed playing the song but to play the song with him
0: oh yeah
1: uh, singing that was like wow this is like special You really felt really really felt like one in a once in a lifetime thing yeah
0: definitely I mean this is it you know definitely I I wish I just wish I had set up like yeah exactly filmed it or we had yeah. yeah, taken more shots of it I mean, or something, yeah, like just to commemorate that moment. Yes. Yeah, in in you know, because yeah. yeah. it was, it was, uh, Obviously, it never happened again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which
1: is a good lesson in itself as well. <laughs> yeah. How you need yeah. To yeah. treat yeah. all these moments,
0: nah. Sometimes you know that whole copy DM sees the yeah, day. Yeah, open, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: make the most of it. I mean, yeah, we enjoyed ourselves like, in any case, so
0: definitely that, that's definitely fine. It was, we have,
1: uh, and we have memories of it, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of oh, my most memorable gigs. Just seeing him just to the left of me, you know, <laughs> doing all the yeah. doing all the parts, yeah, and then yeah, and yeah. then doing a was it Sweet Jane after that as well? Yeah, Sweet Jane. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was good. It was a it was a good set. A good day, good day for me. Now what's interesting, is he passed away on the twenty seventh of September. Um, if you read his "Excuse Me, Are You a Rebel" book, in that thing, and that was where it all started. Actually, this whole thing, um, he said he wants to be listed as forever twenty seven. Yeah. So in every wow. news article ever since, right? He's wow. nobody knows his actual. He never mentioned his true age. He's always listed on as forever twenty seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yes. you know what I mean it's like yeah 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 that's
1: what wow. they always say yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah so so he, he passed away on September 27 27 yeah he's you know so technically in a way he has gone to join that so-called 27 club 27 club,
1: club la, in a sense la,
0: yeah. right you know
1: in, in, uh, a very, in
0: a very weird way but yes yeah yeah in a very weird way yeah, he's, he's uh, actually in the 27 club <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah, so I mean, I mean, like I said, like I mean, he, I mean, whatever you know, encounters I had with him, uh, they were always positive. He always had something interesting to say. Yeah. Uh, even in in very kind of short encounters, sometimes you kind of meet him in events and things like that. I do remember once uh, I I don't know kind of what it was for, but I was like on the phone with him, and he just said this. He, I never forget. He just said this thing to me. Do you, Ever resent the government for taking away your music career.
0: Right. Okay. You know, then
1: it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then I was like, you know, and then we didn't really elaborate on that. La. I was just right. like, mm, okay. Yeah. Because, like, what he really meant was that, right, if the government didn't clamp down in the 70s, as we talked about before, right, and mm-hmm. you never know, like, mean, offered this speculation if of the course, yeah. music it's scene so- had been allowed to grow. Yeah. Right. So by the time, like you know, because like, but like I, I was like eighteen or nineteen in the late seventies. Okay. Right. So, it would have been a prime time for me, to to be a musician, right? But of yeah. course, it was dead rick they banned it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's interesting that he thinks of it that way, right? He <laughs> says, "Dude, is that ever taken away your music career?" Yeah. Uh, technically, you would that? have
0: been primed for it. I mean, you have been at the right at age. That right to, age right? Do, so
1: it's yeah. like, wow, that's really deep, man. You guys never <laughs> thought of it that way. But that really shows you, you know, uh, you know not only uh, is he a deep thinker, but he's also very empathetic.
0: Yeah. Right? Because so he yeah. saw
1: something that I myself have never felt. Yep. Right. But then when you think about it, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. Right. So, yeah. you know, incredibly deep uh, thinker as well. Uh, so, you know, so like I said, like, I mean, you know, you always kind of get little polls, no matter what, when you kind of meet him, even in, mm. you know, even for five minutes, 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah, definitely. No, I mean, he always <laughs> genuinely
1: gave you the impression that and he was very happy to see you, very interested to see you. And, and yeah, you know, he, he like what, genuinely like, oh, hi. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, very happy to be able to connect with you, even for that short space of time. So he always gave that. We always give that impression. In that sense, that's why, always say about him, just very kind and, and very generous, very magnanimous, mm. always giving, right? So always giving of himself. A very yeah. open, very open person, right? Yeah. Which is what I find yeah. right? definitely and and, and uh, yeah. So you know that that aspect of him is probably what I remember the most, and probably what will be the most that will be missed, right? guess, Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, you know listening to him talk, um, you know, t- listening to his stories and stuff like that, it was. It's, it's. He's one of those true blue to me storyteller in every sense yes. of the word, yes, you know. Yeah, la, I mean,
1: he's a true artist, la.
0: yeah, yep, yeah, and he, he
1: could do so many things,
0: yeah, yeah. He was a filmmaker as well. I mean, th- people, I don't know, people. Granted, none of his films, I don't think, <laughs> were aired here in Singapore due to restrictions. Yeah. But right. he did a lot of films. Yeah. He yeah. wrote a few, he wrote quite a few he wrote several books. Yeah. Uh you know. He wrote poetry. He wrote poetry. Obviously he, he wrote
1: songs, he was a musician. Yeah, yeah. He wrote about music. He was a DJ and he was yeah. a, he yeah. a producer as well
0: yeah yeah right, so. so
1: yeah everything la. so i mean definitely i mean for myself i look to him look up to him and, and really kind of it's something to emulate like it's like you kind of you know he kind of you know blazed the trail in that sense like look at it as like, yep. well yeah right he did all these things so why not kind of thing yeah definitely myself, yeah do do the same thing do just it can be done so he, he proved that it can be done yeah right, during a time where you know it's where like, it was impossible, impossible to do yeah. this kind of things yeah. Right. So he kind of laid, laid down the path. La. So it's yeah. like, okay, let's do this then. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Showed, uh, so in that so sense, it's so inspiring.
0: Yeah. I, I guess, I guess,
1: you know, I think, I think the, the ultimate tribute to Chris Ho is that Chris DNA is, is in, is in the local music. That's basically, yeah. All the, all the bands, all the bands that basically came up uh, in that time, basically bare, bare. Even though the style be different and you know, kinda of bear his his spirit
0: basically. Yep. 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 So true. Yeah. Um yeah, but with that, um we're going to put a close yep. to the end of this special bonus episode. Yeah. Um, so thanks listening. thanks you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for, for following us. Thanks for liking. And uh yeah, just just uh, tell your friends all about us if you like this episode or if you like the podcast series in general. Um, yes please. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah until until the next episode we're just gonna say uh, bye. Ciao
1: Now it's back to Congress One Cold Night
0: Now it's cold in Burrera In Burrera In Bahra In Borea Ram I wanted
1: it now if life in Burra is warm rice feeds
0: straight for mine Cover emptiness.